I just know if I hear another Christmas song or another Christmas tree, I... Oh. Here comes Santa Claus. Here no, comes Santa Claus. Get like away. Okay. All right. Cast cast out demons, Jordan. Which ones? Out of Abel. Which Christmas one? songs. Uh, Which ones? What do you mean? Oh Hanging music God. out. Oh. <laughs> we're on? Oh, we're on. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Count us in. Count us in. Three, two. That's my job. What are you doing? Oh, you know what? <laughs> uh, good meeting you. I'm happy you know, came. Know your place. Just <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Are we ready? Caesar is home. Are we ready? <laughs> Let's, let's count us in. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the No Roof Podcast. We have an amazing host. I, I am I am so excited. Are you excited, Choo Choo? I am so excited. You better so not excited. count again, though. If he counts again, you got to leave. Yeah, yeah. Three, do, two, one. Do it one more time. Three, two, one. All right. You're gonna, well, when I tell you to, I'm going to point to you. You're going to do that. Okay? okay. Before we introduce our, our amazing host today, I am your host, Chaba. No, this, amazing guest. I am your amazing host. I'm your amazing guest. No, but I'm the amazing host too. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, I'm the amazing okay, okay. host Chaba, and this is my amazing co-host Choo Choo, and Choo-choo. together we're Chaba Choo Choo. Chaba Choo Choo. Wow! Now, before we go into it, one, three, two, one. <laughs> before we go into it, three, two, one. Let's go into that intro. All right, everybody, welcome back. We have an amazing guest today, a prophet. He's a pastor, started his own church. He's an author. I have known, when did I first meet you? Were you in high school? I was like 15 years old. You were 15 years old. So before I say his name, uh, tell me this is true. No dreads. No dreads, right? Yeah, I remember. I remember. This, I I need to say this about this man. Since the day I've met him, I've never known him to never, ever be not on fire for God. You know what? That's right. That's right. I can't say that about many people. That's right. Unashamed. Unashamed, but like boiling. Yeah. Every time I see this guy, he's always boiling. Since he, since you were 15 and the first time I met you, mm. like you have always been boiling. So I'm excited to introduce our friend, our prophet, um, Jordan Bryce, everybody. Ooh. Come on. Welcome to the show, man. Clap, clap, clap for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. We're happy to have you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming back. So in this uh, podcast, we love tearing roof off things. And roofs are just religious things, things we complicate. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? I think it's pretty much it. Is that safe to say, Choo Choo? That's it. I think it's anything that limits us or makes us religious. Right. So uh, we have a special one for you. Nice. Um, Choo Choo. What are we taking the roof off? I think today we're taking the roof off healing. Yes. How does that sound? I love it. Is that okay? Yes. So so uh, you just wrote a book. Yes, I did. It is called uh, Rafa's Manual. Yes. And is that copyright? He used my name. And it's all about healing. Well, actually, Rafa's name inspired the title of the book. Really? Like yes. me, Rafa? I never told you this, actually. No, bro, what? Oh, we got to yes. Break, okay, tell us. So, um, so it, it all stems back to we had a conversation years ago. Because like I say, everyone in this room, I go back way back with and um we were talking about how the lord gave you revelation concerning your name mm-hmm. and how the lord gave me a word about how you're called to bring healing mm. to people's hearts and souls Come on now. and so when i was thinking about it I was, does like, it I was like jehovah rafa jehovah rafa and i was like well like i could almost nickname god rafa for healer wow because i was thinking about you and so oh, i said beautiful. i'm gonna call it rafa's manual oh. and i kept on thinking i said rafa's gonna love this rafa's gonna love oh, this bro, that's and so, so that's sweet. how i came up with the title of the it, book. It, it's it's an amazing so i i read it over um, thanksgiving break mm-hmm. and um what i love about it jordan is that at least a, a, a I don't know how many pages it is, but on my iPad it was thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Is that right? It's it's a short it's a short read. It's a short book, mm-hmm. but I mean that in the Perfect. most amazing way. 
Because mm. you take something that I think so many people make complicated. Come on. And this made me want to go out right away. It wow. it almost brought like a childlike, I need to go play again. Come on. Like yeah. reading it, it made me want to do that. So my first question I think I, I want to ask you is, why this book and why now? Come on. Because I, 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 to be honest, if I were to say you were going to come out with a book, mm-hmm. you, you had the prophecy book. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, for sure. I was like, if I were to, if I were to go to Vegas, I would have bet a thousand dollars is going to be on deliverance just wait yeah so why healing why now um well personally i believe um the kind of guy that i am i always do what the op- i do the opposite of what everyone is doing i just like mm. i like some people call it rebellious i call it being contrary, contrary. um i like it yeah, i like it that's good because i feel like right now especially in the social media world right now yeah you're seeing a lot of videos about deliverance everyone's talking about casting mm. out devils everyone's talking about getting rid of the devil how to break the devil's power and you know i'm all about deliverance i'm all about casting out devils yeah, you all know me and Rafa, yes, buckets. We, eat, we eat pizza together and cast out devils <laughs> you know <laughs> so, true story true story, true story. Like, okay okay real yeah. quick real quick let's take that first roof off yeah i was gonna say that real quick good job yeah if you were to break down just what is basic deliverance deliverance is simply the invasion of god's kingdom on the devil's kingdom oh that's wow that was beautiful that paints a picture so so if a person is demonized i just want to take the roof off some more if the person is demonized does that mean they're a bad person absolutely not i've casted devils out of pastors wow come on on. and i I think people a lot of people are under the the perception that a christian can't have a devil wow it can't have a demon wow um but one of my favorite authors he says a christian can have whatever they want Wow. Um, and so, so uh, I think we oftentimes talk about like, you know, where can, or how can you be filled with the Holy Spirit, but still have a, have, have a devil. But I think we can also look at scripture and know that the devil and God can occupy the same place. Interesting. Um, yeah. We look at the book of Job, uh, Satan and God had a very diplomatic conversation yeah, very in the book of Job and they were dwelling in the same place for a moment for the sake of a conversation to the point where they even made a deal. Wow. Now I'm not saying God's necessarily making a deal within you with the devil, but what I'm saying is it's very possible that God can have completely taken over your spirit, but in your soul, because the book of Proverbs likens your soul to being a city, so your soul is much more vast mm. than what we make it out to be. Devils right. can occupy certain parts of your soul, mm. and they can try to influence you um, out of what Holy Spirit is trying to get you to do. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So, like, I think even that's a big one, talking about, like, free will. Mm-hmm. And, like, decisions have consequences. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Come on now. Like, if I open a door, something can come in. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Good or bad, kind of what you're saying. Yes. <clears throat> I think that's great. Um, I, I thank you for tearing that roof off deliverance. I think that thank you for saying that. Yeah, that no, that was really point. good. Um, so healing and why now? Like you said, you it was it was you want to go against the grain, which right. I'm all about. But I know you hear from him. Like what what, what was it? Was it is it because I know you and I have talked about um, the lack of let's just say it power mm. in the United States, right. especially in the church in America. Absolutely, the lack of power. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, well, one of the things I've personally have been burdened about, because um, I really want to see God's heart manifest um, in the American church. And one of the things I've noticed at the American church, we specialize in certain areas, but we're very deficient in other areas. And it's no shade towards the American church is that we just have places that we need to grow, you right, know. That's um, good. And so one of the things I've noticed is that we're not seeing a lot of healing or miracles um, in the American church. And um, I believe one of the reasons why, well, I, I could really point to several reasons. I just hit the mic. I'm sorry. Um, but um, one of the, I could point to several reasons why. One is a lack of, I would say, personal holiness. Okay. Um, what I is feel that? Like, what is that? Yeah, break take the roof off that. that. What is yeah. Personal holiness. Personal, personal this is holiness. Good. This is good. Jordan. So, you know, God-likeness. Come on. Being like God. That's what holiness really is. The holiness um, isn't me on my knees praying 
24-7? No, absolutely okay, not, because okay. I don't do that. Or hymns. Um, you know, no, it's not hymns. Okay. It's, it's I love hymns, stuff. though. I like hymns, too. Hymns are cool. Wrong, I'm, I'm saying, but it's like, be thou my vision. Come on now. Oh, wow. Don't judge myself. I love it. It's beautiful. You sing it, child. You sing it. No, but that's good. I think I think you can talk about that. Personal holiness. Right. So in the sense of like holiness, um, it's the imitation of God. Mm. It's becoming like him. Um, the word holy means most separated. Right. And so it basically Bible says come out from among them, be separated. So, you know, the word, sure. in other words, or be separated because, you know, we're not into King James anymore. So <laughs> I just got into King James. I don't really? know. Yeah. yeah Chris and my it. wife, dude, that's her favorite. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's under Pastor Barry. Yeah, so Pastor yeah, I, I just got into King James. James. I was yeah. the type that was like only the message, only TBT, only NLT, only the ones I can New King understand. James. Yeah, New King right. James. And then I got into New King James, and then I was like, I'm never going to read King James. And then somebody gifted me this like $200 Bible, and I now was you got like, to read it. Now yeah. I got to read it, and yeah. I'm like, my God, it's beautiful. It's like yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, King James and the and the and the Psalms. Can I can I be honest with Absolutely. you? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. There's nothing more. Can I say this word? Sexier? That's right. Yeah, that's okay. That's legal. Because yeah, my one. wife reads Psalms in King James. Oh, come on now. Because she's all King James. That's a good wife. Pastor Barry. That's yeah. all she reads. Come on. So she'll, she'll mock me for reading New King James. It's beautiful. <laughs> but when she reads Psalms in the King James, my God. Right? I'm going to quote you. My God. My, my God. God. <laughs> all right. So, so, so one, Sorry, I love bro. that. The personalization of, ho- of holiness. Holiness. Yeah, yeah. It's being like God. Also, um, number I w- two. Yeah. What's I two? would say the lack of time spent in the presence of God in places like prayer and devotion. Uh, The more time you spend with God or in his presence, the more of his essence you emanate. Mm. Um, And so you stay in God's presence long enough. You will, you will be healed physically or emotionally, spiritually or whatever have you. And so when I, spend enough time in the presence of God that nature comes on me and whatever I come into contact with has to get healed wow real quick real quick I just want to take the roof off you being in the presence of God does that mean I'm in church all day absolutely not what does that mean that's a good point so like for you mm -hmm. tell us your history Mm. of growing spending time with him because I think that looks like like even that picture it's Mm -hmm. like yeah right away I go am I just praying in tongues the whole time right am I in the word so so, like what is like like I said, I've known you mm-hmm. for a long time, and I've always known you as a man. You do only get hotter and hotter. Mm. So you have stewarded something amazing with God. Mm. So break down those important key points of history of spending time in his presence. Yeah. Well, quite frankly, it all is based upon relationship. It's really funny. I'm actually beginning a mentorship on okay. the supernatural, and I felt the need to teach people about how to develop a devotional life with the Lord, how to develop your worship, your walk with the Lord, how to balance that. Because I think a lot of people, they get excited about power, but they don't have intimacy, you know? Mm-hmm. And other people, they have a lot of intimacy, but they don't have any power. And But yeah. I think power should flow out of the place of intimacy. On, yeah. And good. so, or out of the place of knowing him well. And so... um, with me, it kind of really started when I was a kid. My grandmother taught me how to remain in the presence of God. And every day, honestly, it was something different. Some days we would pray in tongues until we got there. Other days we would just sing a song and we would be there and the presence of God would come. Other days we would read the word and it would be one verse that would just take us into the presence of God. So yeah. there are many doorways there, but it's all, all predicated upon relationship. But it's all about being sure. led by him. I think a lot of times we get religious That's right. and we try to adopt somebody else's relationship. And so I think about, I almost That's look at like romanticizing Jordan. your wife. It's like every wife is different. Every lover is different. Every relationship was different. And the way um, Abel wants to 
please his wife won't be the way that Rafa wants to please his wife. Mm -hmm. And so it's about knowing your relationship with God and what he wants from you because he doesn't want what he got um, from somebody else. And one of my favorite preachers is a guy named Smith Wigglesworth. Come on. But I heard he would dance in tongues, dance and speak in tongues around his bed every morning at five o'clock in the morning, like over and over again. But that's not my relationship with God. So if I were to try to do that, try to get that level of power, it would just be vain repetition and religion. That's good. Because that was born out of his relationship. Right. So my relationship has its own nuances with God. But I find a lot of people are afraid to go on that discovery phase because they don't know yeah. if God will be faithful to them in that way. Did you ever do that? Yeah, I tried so plenty how, of times. How, do you, how did you break out of it? How did, mm. Is it experimentation? Because I think we're all growing in God. Like, like yeah. What was it for you? Were you like, it was, it was really experimentation. Okay, gotcha. And I think a lot of people are afraid to say that, that they experiment with God. Yes, I experiment with God. Mm. Thank you and for saying I that. And I looked to see where his presence came the strongest. Ooh. And I remember one time I was into, so I would try to pray the way some of my favorite preachers would pray. And the Holy Spirit would say things like, well, I don't know if that was so-and-so or if that was you. Wow, come on. And, so I'm, and he would say, I'm looking for your voice. And so once I developed my own voice with him, then I labored to really enter into that rest. So now I really don't have to do a lot to get into the presence of God mm. because my relationship is so secure. All I have to do really now is just sit still and he That's comes into good. the room. That is beautiful. Describe, the, um, even for you, I think all of us, because I think we have, we have different, because um, what I love about you, and you always talk about it, I love listening to you, by the way. Uh, Nova Hub Church, by the way, check this guy out. Um, but you always talk talk about how the presence should be tangible, mm-hmm. not make believe. Right. And I love how you always hit that when you preach. Mm-hmm. Talk about what are the expressions for you, his tangibleness. Because in your book, Rafa's Manual, I love how you mentioned certain things, how mm-hmm. you would get warm sensations or tinglings or, mm-hmm. oh, you would talk about, um, oh, I love the uh, the witchcraft one. Yeah. Your lip, your lip bends? Yeah, it, it like almost like, like like a hook pulling yeah. a lip uh, uh, um, a fish's <laughs> lip. Whenever I'm around, I'm around witchcraft, I feel like something is pulling my lip. That is so funny. And trying to um like pull my lip to the side. And I know there's witchcraft or a witch somewhere around. Yeah. All right, real quick, are we safe? Did you did you? Lip yeah, no, no witches around. Right, okay, we're, we're safe. good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I know. No, good even if they were here, we're safe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I think even like like let's talk about the tangible expression of God. Mom. Um. Because I, I grew up in, man, he, you know, what I grew up under, it was, he was very imaginary. Mm-hmm. It was very imaginary. It, it just, there was no feeling to it. Mm-hmm. So so talk about, like, for you, what was the tangible? Like, like was it a warmness at first? Was it a peace? Like, what were you feeling? What what, what was the, the romance okay. that you had with him? Well, okay, so really in high school, I really went on a journey. So it was all predicate. It was all started when I met this one friend of mine who's an evangelist. Um, I was like... 16 and he was like 18 um it was his senior year of high school my junior year of high school and i had felt the presence of god before but i didn't recognize how important it was mm. um and that's around the time when i met you all and things of that nature and i knew god but i really it really opened a door for something more um because you know i just didn't know there was more available and so um i remember uh going on weeks of prayer, just seeking the face of God. God, I want your tender presence. And really at the time, if I'm, if I'm being literal, the way God would touch me, I would feel like electricity or heat physically in my hands. 
Um, I kind of feel it now talking about it. Um, but, um, but I would feel that in my hands and that would be the only way I felt God every now and then maybe get a chill down my body, but I wanted something more tangible because I would hear people testify about how they had this tangible experience with God. Yeah. People like getting thrown across rooms. Right. Right. Yeah. So from the age of 15 and 16, up until the age of 18, about three-year journey, um, I was looking for God in that very, very real, tangible way. The crazy part with me was I was being used by God to give other people these experiences. Wow. So yeah. I would lay hands. Folk would hit the floor. Um, bodies healed. You, you would always give, since you were 15, amazing words. You gave one of my, I think one of the first prophetic words ever. You were oh, 15. Wow. You came up to me. I was preaching. And you just laid hands. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like <laughs> it was extraordinary. Wow! Like you, you, I, I, I'm. It freaked me out in the yeah, most beautiful absolutely. way. And like I was the one preaching, and here this 15 year old kid is coming to lay hands on me and like giving me a word that touched my heart Come unlike on. anything. Wow. Yeah, you know that was. Uh, you were one of the first people too where I felt the presence of God. Wow! And I, I preach about you all the time. Like when I'm up there, I'm teaching or whatever, and I never say your name because. Don't say my name. You know, yeah. I want to keep you safe. I love you, you know, um, but but my story was uh, I was very angry. I was a very angry kid, and uh, it was my defense mechanism, and nobody knew. Mm. And one day we're hanging out here in the union, and um, I'm chilling. And next thing you know, you show up with Pastor Leslie, and you're like, "I have a word from the Lord." And I didn't know God yet. I didn't really believe him. You know, mm-hmm. Abel kept talking about this dude that loved me. And I was like, he's trying to kill me. You know, and you <laughs> yeah. were like, this is what the Lord's showing me. And you like described my room, you described my bedroom. You were like, you think you're this big, tough man, but really you're a soft marshmallow. And <laughs> and it was crazy because I've never experienced God. But here I am, like my eyes closed and I'm mad. And I don't know if you know, but I wanted to like pick you up and suplex you oh, real I know. hard. I remember that. And, day. Uh, yes. and you know, and you just kept going and you were like, you're a soft marshmallow. And I was a little nervous. I was like, God, you're really going to have to bro, protect bro, me. Bro, 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 listen, listen. <laughs> I, I, like, and this is the part that made me even more mad. Like towards the end of the word that you were giving me, it was just, you know, I felt naked. Um, you, you were like, oh, and the reason you can't move right now and hurt me is because the presence of God is all over you. My and God. it's so true. Cause like, that was him? That was him. That oh, was I him. was curious. You've told me that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like kind of going through my Rolodex. I, I thought of you. I was like, was it him? Was it Taylor? Yeah. Was it Leslie? Was yeah, it Leslie? I was trying to hurt Jordan so bad. I was trying to hurt you so bad. <laughs> That's and, and God's presence was on me. And But you're right. It freaked me out because... I couldn't explain it. I could. I just knew I couldn't move, and and it's kind of like my body went kind of numb. Mm-hmm. You know, like my mind was still there, mm-hmm. but and I knew you were like, I felt naked. You know, I just felt butt naked out there, and <laughs> I and I just wanted to hurt you, but I couldn't even move my body. And then all of a sudden, I could. It was yeah. just really crazy. But that was the first start to, I guess, my deliverance and you know, searching God and my relationship with God. What's wrong with? Oh, shaking! Thank you so much, Chavo. You're so good to me, man. I love you. It is hot, though. It's like... I had no heat. idea that was you. I heard that story. I was wow. so funny when you first told me that story. I was like, was that Jordan? Was it Taylor? Was it... I went through my roll of death. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. You, you saved me. Yeah, you... Jesus saved you. You've man. always had that. So, so tell me the... Uh, the kind of let's go back to the process of the feelings. Okay. Because in the mention of the book, the things... How did you... Like, why didn't you just say, oh, I'm just getting tingly? You know what I mean? Right. I, so, does that mean a lot of people are feeling the presence, but just aren't knowing it yeah they don't know what the presence of god is and okay i think also like it really we need to be honest i'm um, in the church and have these conversations and i think we're almost afraid to describe things out of like this religious mindset mm, this is good, George. Um, this is good. and so i think a lot of times like um it's like an unhealthy fear 
if you will. Um, I believe in the fear of the Lord, but that's the beginning of all wisdom. Hold on, what, what is that? Take the roof oh, yeah, off. Take the the roof off yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fear of the Lord. Oh, it's going to be good. It's reverence towards yeah. who God is. What is reverence? Reverence, um, reverence is um, basically when you come into contact with something that you know is bigger, stronger, and more powerful than you, come and on. something in you wants to submit or lower yourself mm. in the presence of that thing. Wow, wow, Does that wow, make sense? Wow. That's so, good, like, yeah. the real fear of the Lord, it's almost like it's an awe-struck feeling um, when you experience the fear That's of the Lord. Good, but, um, I, 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 and, and I tell you, when people experience the fear of the Lord, it's almost like, it's almost like a, a moth drawn to a flame. Because mm. uh, this is the difference between the fear of the Lord and just regular old demonic fear, you know? The fear of the Lord actually, it, it boosts or it piques your your interest mm. you become intrigued with the thing that you're afraid of almost if you will you know but the fear of the enemy is always going to want to send you packing running and yeah. always um, almost like demeaning you if you will you know right yeah, belittling wow that's yeah. really good and not in a good way not in a good but way with no. his it's yeah like you were saying it, it almost feels like protection and it's drawing you yeah if you will you know yeah. It's really good. That's awesome. You know, and that helps a lot because there's so many times in the Bible where it's like, fear the Lord. You know, right. fear the Lord, fear the Lord. And I looked up fear and it means respect. Like, that's one of the words that they use, like, respect yeah. the Lord. And I was like, I can flow with respect because right. I, I, I know a loving God. Yeah. I don't know an angry God that's trying to kill me. Right. You, you know? think that gets perverted? Absolutely. Um, the whole the whole fear the thing? The fear of the Lord, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I say the only people who really need to be afraid are God's enemies. Mm. You know, um, and who's God's enemies? The enemy, the enemy. God's <laughs> enemies are is the devil, demons, things Come of that on. nature. Well, what about people? But, yeah, well, here's I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Um, sure. There are God has p- certain people that He does judge, but I tell people like like people say, well, you know, mercy, grace, New Testament. Does God judge? Does He not judge today? He absolutely does judge, but we have to look at the biblical criteria of people who God judges. Okay. The only people that God judges are those who stand in the way of the gospel. Mm. If we look at the, you know, we, we like uh, uh, if we're taking the roof off, take, stuff, the, roof off. take the roof we're taking off. The roof off. Come on, Jordan! Like, I just got excited. People on, got man. killed by God in the old, in the New Testament Say as well. It. Say mm. it. So we have to understand, like, so God was judging these people, but we have to look at what they were doing that caused them to get judged. Ananias and Sapphira, they got killed because they were standing in the way of the progression of the kingdom. Wow. Um the the sorcerer that challenged Paul, he got killed or got struck blind, oh, blind because man. he was standing in story. the way of the progression of the kingdom. Paul got struck blind because he was in the way of Saul, the kingdom. Saul, got, Saul yeah. yeah. So good. in other words, like the real judgment of God only really comes to people who are standing in God's way. And if you look at it, the judgment of God is even redemptive in its nature. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. So like, does that mean if God judges you, like it's over, you're going to die? Because that wasn't the case with Saul. No, it wasn't with the Saul, case. he got blind and right. he heard God better and then became Paul repented. and then wrote, repented. And repented. Right, so yeah. let's take the roof off repentance. It's the what re- is repentance? Repentance simply means to change your mind, to change yeah. your line of thought. It's good. Simple as that. Yeah. I love that. It's good. Um, well, we we, oh, we got to go finish the, uh, you were on step two. Well, well, okay, no, the healing thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So it's one okay, was okay. the holiness, that so was good. Two was um, time in the, the presence. Time in the God. presence. What, what's next? Um, Why aren't we seeing it here? Also, I think this is huge. I, also, sometimes I believe that it's not a void of power. It's a void of faith. Um, Take the roof off faith. Yeah. Once you, because yeah, well, you're a man of faith. I right. know you. You. Once we've been filled you. with the Holy Ghost, we have received the power to get a dead man out of a grave. 
Okay. okay. Like once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, like once you've received Christ and you've been filled with his spirit, you man, you have power to raise the dead. Mm. There, There is no junior Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? I've seen people get off crack and heal the sick the next day. Wow. You know, it's, it's a very real thing. Um, but when I say faith, um, I was just studying James um, today, actually. Um, and James was saying, you show me your faith. By your belief, and I'll show you my faith yeah. by my belief with my works. Come on. And yep. so, really, the That's equation good, to what faith is, it's belief plus works equals faith. That is really good. And so, I find that we have a lot of people who believe in healing, but they're not willing to go do the work. So, the thing is, I yes. find that a lot of believers, if I just make them, I said, you know what? Just go lay hands. Just go try it. Come on. Right. Go just go command the sickness to dry Look at up. the camera and say that. Go command the yeah. sickness to dry no, up. No, no. Just lay your hand. You're you're onto something. So I was reading your book over break, mm-hmm. and and you say that here, and I want you to talk about this in your book. You talk about wells. Oh, mm. Did I just hit that? But you talk about wells. I love that. And you talked about digging wells, and it's not you know instantaneous, right? How we have to put in the work. But I love how you said another way to dig a well of healing is to actively practice healing by ministering to the sick by faith. Mm-hmm. You may not feel like it's your gift or anointing, but if you do it in faith, it will eventually manifest. And mm-hmm. kind of talk about what you just said, like like doing it and doing it. And I think I think this is a good question to ask. Mon. Yeah, can we talk about those moments where, let's say, we're, we're digging this well? Mm-hmm. Okay, talk about this well real quick. Right. What did you mean by the well? A well, well, obviously, a well um, naturally is wherever you can get consistent water flow. It's it's okay. um, it's basically a place where you dug. You know, there's water under the earth, like a spring, like a spring. There's water. There's uh, under the bedrock or above the bedrock somewhere. And so, but in order to get to the water that's there, you have to dig. Mm. Um, you have to dig consistently until you tap into that water. And so, the way I correlate a well to obviously to tapping into healing is. You have a well of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. You have the have a well of healing, a well of deliverance, a well of the voice of God. It's all on the Come inside on. of you. But sometimes we got to dig through our flesh, dig yeah. through our soul, dig through our unbelief. Get uncomfortable. And, and get, yeah, we have to dig through all that stuff. But once you tap into it and you have a consistent flow, it flows constantly in your life. That's actually I really good. I love how you, you talked about that. And you talked to, I want, I want us to all, I want us to talk about this. Because I think all of us have an, a, um, a heart to heal. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, I've always been moved by, you know, event, Smith Wigglesworth. Right. Those testimonies outside. I know you have them. I know you have them. I want us to share, I think, with, with people that are going to watch this, let's talk about messes. I think mm. so many of us are afraid to like, what if it doesn't work? Right. That's right. I, let, I want us to each share a story mm-hmm. where it did not work. I got plenty. And then, <laughs> and awesome. Me too. Really and how, and how we, like you said, but you're digging the well, so you keep going. Yeah. You know, it's not like I, I do one scoop of dirt and I got a well. Like, right. no, you got to keep going. Yeah. So, um, you guys got one? Yeah. You go first. Let's go first. I, I, I guess. I, got, I, I, I mean, I can recall this one time. Oh, yeah, hold, hold on, on real quick. We'll pause we're, right we're there. Gonna pause, we got to reset cameras, this. Okay. We're going to flip, flip the tape. Um, well, I remember this one time I was actually sitting with a, like a big sister figure. We were in Panera Bread. And this lady, this young 17-year-old, 18-year-old girl, uh, she comes in and she has the whole, like, um, cast on her leg, um, like a boot. And I think, like, her ankle was, like, broken or something like that. And I was just foaming at the mouth Mm. to get her healed. You were ready. I was ready. I had all the faith. I had seen this miracle, like, 20 times. I'm like, I'm like, it's going to happen. Like, there was not to end that moment. You would have had to debate with me to let me know that she wasn't going to get healed. <laughs> so good. And so I'm sitting there and I go over there 
and I pray for her and I minister to her and I like lay hand, I let her know like, Hey, I love Jesus and I've seen him heal people and I believe he wants you to be healed right now. Come on. And she's like, yeah, go for it. And honestly, it was like too easy because she, this was one of the most receptive people. Like, cause you know, usually when you walk up to people in the public, yeah, yeah. Like, so I want to uh, pray for you. They're like, uh, what? Like, yeah. And so it was kind of like, oh, and you're ready to, oh, you're receptive. Like, oh, <laughs> God's going to get you right out of this thing. Oh, no. And I, I looked at this woman and I said, you know, I really hope you have an sh- extra shoe in the car. Cause like I was that convinced, That's you know, awesome. I pray for her once, nothing happens mm. twice. Nothing happens three times. Nothing happens. And she said, well, it's okay. It doesn't always happen. And it was kind of like this, like, oh, oh. you, oh, you novice. And I'm like, I have a school of healing. Like, <laughs> I wrote a book. I am a prophet. <laughs> I am traveling the world right now. <laughs> you don't awe me. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, it was, it was very Wait, wait, can we talk about how you felt? How, how did you feel? Did you go home questioning God at all? I didn't go home questioning God. I went home more so just agitated. Mm. Um, cause it's like, like God, I know you want to heal her, and that's the part that you have to. We have to reconcile within ourselves. Like it's never not God's will to heal. That's to good. not heal. Yeah, it's never God's will to not heal. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry, it's never God's will to not heal. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah no, God always yeah. wants to heal. It's His nature. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. That is so good. And and so now I have to reconcile the fact that I had the faith and the power. She had even receptiveness, and yet it still did not manifest. Okay, I I, I have to take the roof off this because nobody ever at why why didn't she get healed? I want right. to know why she didn't get healed. Right. Why didn't she get healed? Can I be totally frank? Please, yes. I don't know. That's awesome. Thank you for saying. Thank that. Thank you for saying. You know, nobody ever asks that question. Yeah, and nobody or, answers or they it right. give just some like tell me. They oh, didn't know. have enough faith, or they didn't fast enough, or this blah 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 blah. Well, can, like, I, can I tell you this? Yes, go for Personally, it. Personally, and, and this in my experience, I have found that it's so much easier to get unbelievers healed than it is to get believers healed. Talk oh, to I me. Believe that. Tell me I why. Believe that. Why? Why? Well, 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 Pride. Well, here's the thing with well, with <laughs> unbelievers is a possibility. Um, <laughs> with with unbelievers. God really wants to heal them to show them how much he loves them and how real God is way more jumpy to heal unbelievers. Mm. Now in my ministry, you're going to find that primarily the people who get healed are believers or really, 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 really desperate unbelievers. Like I get unbelievers who come to me for healing because I'm pretty much like a last resort, like the cancer's eating away their body and, and people, someone told them about my ministry and we've seen some amazing stories as a result of it. But when it comes to believers, God is really jumpy for unbelievers, but when it comes for unbelievers, I have found that um, believers, they don't understand the benefits of their covenant with God. Come on. on. Uh, Hold on. Take the roof off covenant. What is that? What is the covenant? Yeah, even if you want to go deeper with that, the covenant, because I think you have a a chapter in here about your covenant. Yeah, the healing covenant. I'm I'm telling you, people, if, if you even have like, you know, I've thought about healing, get this book. It's mm. simple. He makes it very simple and biblical, and it's such an invitation. Mm. Um, but now talk about that, the covenant. So, like, you know, everything that happened, I don't want to go all the way from the beginning. Let you don't me, have to go all the way from okay, the beginning. Okay. Just give just us a break quick, down, like— Break down covenant. So, yeah. what, is co- covenant? what covenant is? Covenant, covenant for dummies. Covenant is essentially an a deep agreement between you and God. Okay, cool. 
I like that. It's a pact. A it's pinky promise. A pinky promise between you and God. I love that. It's like, this is my part of the agreement. This is your part of the agreement. Okay, good. It requires the, the, the agreement of both parties. That's so beautiful. essentially that. That's beautiful. And so when you chose to give your life to Jesus, you became a benefactor of his covenant um, to in mankind. And a part of that covenant is not just salvation from going to hell. I think people say, when Jesus saved me, he saved me from hell and fire. That's like one of the... Right. Many things that he guarantees. I, you give me your life, and I give you my life in exchange. Beautiful. Good. And so, in other words, in my life and in my kingdom, sickness and disease is illegal. Bondage to demons is illegal. You are now the benefactors of my covenant. Mm. It's a part of the agreement or the transaction of the cross. So good. Um, and so, with all of that being said, the believer has a blood, I call it the blood born again right. To be healed. It's so good. It's not a thing of like, oh, maybe you want to be healed. You have the right to be healed because it's a part of your agreement. It's beautiful. And so what I've noticed, though, a lot of believers, um, they don't know their right to be healed. And so uh-huh. the way I heal unbelievers or the, the way the Lord used me to heal unbelievers will always be different from the way he heals believers. Mm-hmm. One of the things I, I do, one, I, obviously, I bring an atmosphere of healing, I, atmosphere of worship, and I pray for them. But I also, I get them to come into agreement with their healing. I teach them what the word says about the healing. So when it's time for the healing to manifest, it's easy because now my faith and your faith is working together. But I've noticed that one, and, I'm, and y'all going to ask me to take the roof off of this when I say this, that there, there are really two things that I've noticed that stop healing, that stop healing in a believer's life. One, unforgiveness, and two, religion. Yeah, okay. you talk about that, unforgiveness. Yeah. Let's take the roof off unforgiveness. So, <laughs> what does that mean? So in the sense, I've noticed, like, and I've seen this so many times, and I can tell a story about this. It was, I was, it was the day I actually got commissioned as a prophet um, out in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, a woman came in. Her, her, ankle, her, her leg was broken. She was on a little scooters, the ones I always want to ride when people have broken limbs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like at Walmart? Like in the grocery store? No, it was like the, the one that's like a scooter. Like you hold it like oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and your leg rests on it, but yeah, your, your yeah, other leg does the work. Yeah. That's, fun like they look fun like i'm like can i have one like so i mean they look really fun i'm like they should have never given someone injured something that fun and so this is true right so i was like can i get injured like please but um she comes in cast like big old boot across her whole leg and the lord said to me if you minister to her now, mind you, my, my leader, he's opening deaf ears on the altar at the moment. Like blind eyes, deaf ears. People are getting healed all over the service. Beautiful. But my eye just could not get off this woman with the cast. And so I go over there and I'm like, hey, God told me if I pray for you that you're going to get healed. She's like, let's do it. Like, let's do it. So I'm ministering to her. Now I'm like, I'm one of the leaders. So like I can, I have freedom to move about the church and do stuff like this. And so. I'm praying for her, ministering to her, ministering to her. I'm binding the devil, commanding the, the bone to come back into place, like all this stuff. Nothing is happening. Mm. And I prayed for 10. Now, I heard God clear as day say to me, yo, she's going to get healed if you pray wow. for her. Wow. So I'm like in bodacious faith, like bodacious. like the Lord said, you're healed. We're not leaving here until you're walking. Mm. And nothing's happening. And so I get really frustrated because I caused a scene. When I, when I, I went over, I took the, the brace off, I threw it across the floor. What did you do with the scooter? Did no, you steal she, it? She was sitting on the scooter, like, on, oh, okay, like, she was still on it. Okay. Because I low key wanted the scooter for myself to take home. <laughs> so I like, she has to walk because I can get the scooter. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't get the scooter though. I was really oh. upset about that. They took it from me. Um, but they, um, so I'm like, 
actively working like in praying and the Holy Spirit says to me very clear he says she has unforgiveness in her heart mm. and I said, I said and so I, you know people are like so what does the unforgiveness have to do with the stopping of the healing well sometimes unforgiveness is a faculty of the kingdom of darkness and so as long as you have unforgiveness in your heart you're partnering with the accuser of the brethren who is of the kingdom of darkness. So you welcome his power in your body to combat the power of the living God. Wow. And so that's what, because here's the thing. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Right. He accuses us night and day. The saints, those who love Jesus. Mm. He accuses us of what we've done wrong. He accuses us of our sin, of our past, and different things that we've done. And God has forgiven us. But when you have unforgiveness, you've taken on his nature. Wow. And so, and to an extent, not fully to an extent, you almost in a sense disqualify yourself from the covenantal benefits from walking with Jesus. That makes sense because you can't have two pinky promises. You can't have two pinky. Yeah. You're in covenant with one or the other. Right. And so you're operating with his covenant and you can't get access to God's covenant of healing in your body. Wow. And so so I said, hey, do you have unforgiveness in your heart? And she said, yes. She says, I never forgave my sister's boyfriend for molesting me. Wow. I never forgave my Dude. sister for letting it happen and not believing me Dude, when yeah. I said it happened. And now they're married and I'm bitter against my whole family for loving him. And I said, easy. I said, and I looked at her, I said, you want to be healed? She said, more than anything. Now, this woman was in such pain. When I touched her leg, she was crying. That's how bad it was. And I felt really bad for her because I like, took the whole like, brace off, you know? Yeah. And I said, it's going to look dumb and painful yeah. getting this brace you back on this one. You were in this time. Yes. Yes, bro. <laughs> I wish I never did that. I was so careful you the next time I took a cast off. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know? So I grabbed my, by her by the leg real gently and I said just repeat after me I said Father in Jesus name I I let go of my unforgiveness towards my family and my sister's hu- husband I forgive my sister the moment she says I forgive my sister there are about 20 people around we all hear her leg go wow her bone pop back into place immediately that's beautiful right in the service she got up and started running around Ooh. on a broken Leg. Wow. And you know, we lifted the scooter up to show everyone like this lady. It's actually I'm deep in my Instagram a video on it. We're lifting the scooter up and ladies like running up and down the stairs. That is so cool. And man. so oh, but awesome. it was it was just unforgiveness. So I find that re- once again, I'm sorry, I'm took it on the tangent. That's unforgiveness and religion really like to block healing sometimes. Mm. And I find it's always harder to get believers healed when they're dealing with those two areas. That's really good. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I like good. that. Chaba, what's your story? Tell me a story. Were you, oh oh were you yeah yeah oh I got a good one. I was um this is when I moved back after college. I was a bike messenger in D.C. and I was getting my bike on the Vienna Metro, head, getting ready to head into D.C. and I see um this Muslim kind of family walk in, and one of the older gentlemen is blind. He's got a cane, mm. and I held it in my heart like God's gonna heal him, and I was like, okay. So he gets in. So I. He was kind of a cart down, so I, I run over with my bike, get into the cart, kind of sit down where I'm facing him, and his, I think it looked like a daughter, maybe a brother, mm-hmm. and um, I felt in my heart God say, uh, I need you to touch his eyes and pray. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. And I was like, I can pray for him, though, because it was comfortable. Um, and anyways, I was like, okay, and I'm sitting there, so we're heading towards D.C., so we're we're passing, you know, all the stops, you know, Boggy Bottom, New Carl, you know, all the yeah. stops, get into New D.C. New Carrollton and all the, yeah. New Carrollton, and I'm like, 
Okay. 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 And I finally get enough nerve and I'm like, hi, hi, sir. Um, do you mind if I pray for you quick? I believe God wants to heal you. And he said, yes, but I didn't touch his eyes. Mm. Why not? Why didn't you do it? I I was scared. I was scared. I touched the side of his arm Mm. and I just said, in Jesus name, be healed. And they laughed. And then I went to go sit back at my seat. And the whole time we were going into my thing, they were just laughing at me. And I just sat there and they just laughed in my face. How'd you and feel? I saw the little girl kind of laugh and, oh, I, I, I turned to, I knew. I turned to God and he said, I said his eyes. And it was, and you talk about this, mm-hmm. obedience. And I did what was comfortable. Because I'm very comfortable praying for people, grabbing their hand. But he specifically said, touch his eyes. Mm. And it, it was very uncomfortable. And I'll never forget it. Like I, I could still see the daughter kind of like, you know, kind of and point and because, you know, they're sitting where you are and I'm sitting here, you know, how you can face each other on the metro yeah, and yeah. they were laughing and giggling and, and, um, yeah, I mean, that was, I'll never forget it, wow. but I knew, but I knew, but, but like, I didn't blame God because I've seen people healed. Yes. I've, I've seen it work. I, I've seen, right. I know God wants to heal. I'm fully in full agreement. And even in stuff like that, I find that God God is very interesting. He'll use it to burn something into us. Yes. Yes. One, to recognize, one, it's his power. And two, it's distributed at his will yeah. and his desire. And then three, you rarely miss that twice. Yeah. A person will rarely miss that opportunity twice. Yeah. Mm. You know? I mean, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I mean, hearing the laugh kind of hurt. Yeah, but but but, I, but I, at that time, like I've been rejected before, and mm, you know, mm. you know, we're all learning, That's right? So I knew not to like. I didn't go into the you know, you know, God, what you know. I knew, yeah, I knew. It was like I disobeyed because mm. I, I love how there was something you talk about in your book about obedience. Um, we're gonna take the roof off obedience. Yeah, do, I don't know what you said. I have it highlighted somewhere. Do do you remember? I, it's, That's okay. <laughs> Just take I the roof off. It. Take the roof off obedience. Because like, what does it mean to obey God? Does that mean that I'm a slave and he's my master? Like, like, what does it mean to obey okay, God? Okay, here you go. Here's go what ahead, he says. Um, you said this. The enemy will always be searching for open doors to bring sickness and disease through disobedience. But I, I don't know. I, I just... I think even what you said, like, he was... I think he was... He was definitely trying to... Tattoo something in my heart. At once mm-hmm. you, when you, what you just said, like, really hit. Wow. Because it's very true. Yeah. Because I think it, there's something that you keep saying. It's it's him. Mm-hmm. You know, because you talk about it here. Oh, this is what I remember. You talked about don't get religious mm-hmm. in here. What worked before may not always work. Yeah. Mm. You have a chapter on that. And I, I've seen people healed by laying hands on the mm-hmm. shoulder. Not, most of my healings I've seen, shoulder or just, you know, the knee, something right. simple. The eyes, that was very uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. So I relied on, worked on the shoulder, worked on right. so it'll work again. Um, talk about that, about um, even you talked, about, I think even how you, you talked about getting to the presence of God, we imitate people. Right. That's religion. Like, wh- what is it that we keep doing this? Yeah. This, I, the enemy, I think, always gets us in this trap of religion, mm-hmm. whether it's worship, prayer, praying for people. Like, how do we, you know what I mean? It, it's just well, these little things. It's because we are locked in time. Okay. Essentially, we are locked in time. God moves in eternity. Mm-hmm. The best way I can describe this, and it's actually in my next book, I'm going to be talking about prayer. Um, time moves in cycles. Eternity moves in a straight line. Mm-hmm. And m- men love familiarity. Yes, there it is. And That's God a moves word. in a straight line. 
And so while he doesn't change, he never goes back to an old thing. Yeah. And so it's actually really good. And that's why they say history repeats itself. Cause if I could like almost imitate time moves forward like this, God's time or eternity moves like this. Good, so man. we keep looping back to the same things and we turn it into idolatry and religion. Wow. Yeah. We'll find out what's take the roof off idolatry. Idolatry is anything that we put before God. Oh, yeah, That's even our ways, yeah. how we think, we, how we think things should happen. We can idolize our mindset. Wow, we can idolize our culture. We can idolize our church. Wow, um, our doctrine, our theology, our gift, our anointing. We can idolize that stuff. A formula, mm-hmm. and it looks like we're worshiping God, but we're not. We're worshiping Man. what God did. Wow, and this is what the children of Israel got in trouble for when they were in the wilderness. They kept on going back to what God did and didn't stay current to what God was doing. Wow, like Moses, right? Like he relied on a staff rather than God. Absolutely. God was like, use your insecurity Mm -hmm. to create a miracle. He relied on a staff and hit the rock. Absolutely. And it's so interesting because they happened twice. The first time God said to Moses, he said, I want you to hit the rock with your staff. Mm. The second time he said, I want you to speak to the rock and command water to flow out of the rock. And I find it very interesting because Moses is very interesting because the completion and I always I don't mean to get back into deliverance. This is good. Go for it. But the completion of deliverance is brought in is when you are brought into promise. Deliverance has a has a has, has a process. Man. Deliverance looks like this. I'm brought out of notice the the deliverance is always associated with the finger of God. And so whenever you see the finger of God, you see deliverance. Jesus said, if I drive out a devil by the finger of God, the kingdom of God is among you. We see the finger of God two more times before Jesus even mentions the finger of God to verify or validate that it has to do with deliverance. And we see both of those times in the life of Moses. When Moses is used by God to strike Egypt with gnats, the magicians say he did this by the finger of God. Mm. Then the Bible says that Moses went up onto the mountain and the law was carved out by the finger of God. Right. And so, in other words, that shows me that deliverance is a process and it has different applications. So the gnats were the supernatural application of deliverance or the bringing out. So, in other words, when God wants to deliver you from something or deliver you out of something, Mm. he brings the supernatural component, the driving out of the devil. But then there's a practical application, which was the writing down of the law. So, in other words, I bring you out supernaturally, but now I have a method by way you are expected to live, not to control you, but to keep you in the place of deliverance. But also this is the process. But the completion of deliverance is being brought into promise. So Moses' religion disallowed him from going into the plan of promise, into the place flowing with milk and honey because of his religiosity. So a lot of people in the body of Christ, they never see deliverance completed being brought into the place of promise because of their inability to forsake their religiosity. That's good. Really good. Even hearing the word, you said method, mm-hmm. the word I would say Go for it. is discipline. That's mm-hmm. good. I was going to say that. It's your mindset. Right? Yeah. But even like, like it says, what is it in Hebrews, that those who are not disciplined are not sons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think... I know we've already turned the roof off discipline, but I think yeah. we have such yeah, a, yeah. a negative connotation of discipline. And right. It's a negative thing. It's a, you know, whatever it is where it's for us. Yeah. Right. Like we were saying, he's inviting you. I love how you said it ends in promise. Mm-hmm. It's an invitation. You know, discipline, to me, a discipline is him taking you 
to a place where you can experience the promise right? Mm. and not just read it. Right. Like you you want to get into it, you can study it, but the discipline gets you into it to where mm-hmm. it becomes tangible. Right. Yeah. But but the discipline also keeps you there. Yeah. yeah. You know, like like it's scary when they got to the promise and there were giants there. Yeah. You know, and so the discipline is going to keep you from running away back because I think this is something that Christians do too. Where like we're like uh, now that I know Jesus, there's never any trouble. Yeah, no problem. We're good no here. No trouble. The Lord, <laughs> He's going to bring the milk and honey to me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to go get a job. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to get in my car. I'm gonna sit on my couch all day. All you know, and I feel like there's times when God's like, "Hey, we're going to rest for this season. Right. We're going to stay right here for this time. And maybe it looks like 40 days. You mm-hmm. know, not 40 years. You know, right. But once you go into the promised land, there's giants here and. Yay. You know, you say it all the time. Happy fun time. Yeah. You know, what can we learn with God here? What's the new mindset? What's Absolutely. the new revelation? What's the new finger of God? What is he yeah. writing on our hearts? Right. Exactly. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I love that. All right. We got to go to you. Uh, your failure stories, story. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I have tons of failure stories. Like, I think, <laughs> I think I can only tell you the two miracles that I've actually seen, and they've all been ankles. All the other ones, I think, just hear my heart. I'm processing with you guys. My heart is back to the heart and the soul. Mm-hmm. right and it's like i don't really care about their body part being healed not in a bad way like i care about the person mm-hmm. but i care more about being obedient to what god wants me to do right so like uh i was at a football game uh first time playing football ever you know i actually got uh, so much healing in my heart for it uh my parents <laughs> never had money and they didn't have time so i was never in any organized sports and uh and so i'm like in charge of this young adult group the young adult guys there were like hey come play flag football with us first organized sport i've ever played in my life and uh, and God was like, you're going to say yes, you're going to commit, and you're going to get healing. And I was like, sure, whatever. And uh, and I got a chance to go babysit these uh, these kids. And two of these kids are like 13 and 15, and they're state champions champions for their uh, for their state, for Jesus. their team. And um, and they were like, we're going to teach you how to play. So they taught me how to like catch, like the triangle stuff. They wow. taught me how to like cut. They taught me like different drills. <laughs> and, and I was ready. Uh, so they taught me football in two weeks. Wow. And in those two weeks, I was able to go out there and play football. And uh, I blitzed all night. It was just really wow. fun. Uh, we got destroyed every single game. Jesus. But I cried at the end of the game because it was my first organized sport ever. Wow. And I went around the team. They were really sad because we got destroyed. The last game, we got caught on a hold. We forgive that guy. No demons here in Jesus' name. <laughs> so, And at the end, I got the team together. And I was like, hey, you guys are my first official team. Thank you for healing me. And I started crying. And I started realizing how like that five, six, seven-year-old Rafa wanted to be on a team so bad and God used this opportunity as a 27 year old to heal me Mm. you know but anyway so in between all these games I saw this lady on crutches and she was just crutching along you know and I had to go to the porta potty and uh, I was leaving the porta potties I was walking and I see her and she's walking and I was like I don't have time for that I'm out here to fulfill my dream to go play on this team (laughs) you know I was like I gotta go and uh and God was like you're just gonna walk past her like that's my Mm. daughter Mm. and She's hurting right now. She doesn't know why. And I was like, but the Lord, the game, Lord, the game blitz all night. Like I got to go, Lord. (laughs) And I was like, how about this? God, I'll make a deal with you. If she comes back and I see her again, I promise I'll go and do it. And he was like, okay, that's fine. And I had peace about that. So I went, Mm -hmm. uh, finished the whole game. It took her that long to go to the bathroom and back. That's how slow she was walking. We finished the whole first game. I see her walk by and oh, I was wow. like, it's God. And so I have my cleats on and everything and I just run on his blacktop. I'm running and I go up to her and I was like, hey, I'm not trying to hit on you. I'm married. I was like, my <laughs> wife is on her way right now with some kids. I was like, I just love God. He saved me from depression. I was going to commit suicide and I believe he wants me to pray for you and heal your leg. And I was like, so what's wrong? And she was like, I have no idea. 
He's like, I don't know. I just woke up like this and I was hurting. Wow. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, can I, can I touch your leg? Is that okay? And she was like, absolutely. So I go and I put my hand on her and I'm just like praying for her. And I'm like, I, I feel like Jesus wants to heal her leg. And I'm like, mm -hmm. God loves you. He wants to heal your leg, yada, yada. And I was like, the same way that you don't know how you got healed, God, we don't know how, but God's going to heal you right now in Jesus' mm -hmm. name. And I felt confident, you know, right. and I think it was probably all the testosterone and adrenaline in me. And I get up and I look at her and I was like, how do you feel? Like, I'm like, give me your crutches, like, take them all, you know? <laughs> yes. And, uh, and uh, she was like, thank you for praying for me. And I was like, all right, I love you. Again, I'm not hitting on you. My wife is coming. And then, um, and she crutched all day. I just saw her crutching all day, mm. you know? And, and I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, well, I can go to sleep now. You know, right. I don't got to worry about that voice haunting me. The other one was on a run. And um, it was actually these two satanic worshipers. And, oh, yeah, you uh, told me this I one. told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so talking about discipline, God was like, I want you to start running two miles. And I'm like, okay. He's like, but for the purpose of being grounded, having freedom, visualizing, practicing, having ownership, destroying your ego. And I was like, let's get it. So I'm on this two mile run and I'm getting it. I had missed my 5 a.m. wake up. So I was doing it in the afternoon and I'm running. I'm like shirtless, have a beanie on. Like I was just running and I see this girl on a wheelchair and her boyfriend is pushing her. And, um, and God was like, you're going to pray for them. And I was like, God, my time. I'm running my best time ever. I, I'm not going to pray for them. And I kept running. And I ran a good, like, quarter of a mile. And God was like, you're not going to pray for my daughter. I was like, oh, my God. So I turned around, took my headphones off, and I'm, like, sweaty, shirtless. And I'm going to her, and I was like, hey. And they, like, freaked out. And I was like, well, you can't run. The boyfriend isn't going to do nothing. I was like... I believe in Jesus and I was going to commit suicide and he loves me so much and he wants me to pray for you. I'm on this run and I want to stop running. You know, I'm like going as fast as I could. And I was like, and You're I'm breathing trying to heavy, right? You're breathing heavy. I'm breathing heavy. I'm sweating everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, and I want to finish my run. So can I pray for you? And she was like, sure. Yeah, right. Whatever. And she <laughs> has the satanic thing in the, in the, and it was crazy. Talk about power. It didn't click until right now. He, the boyfriend actually stepped away as far as he could from the wheelchair. Wow. And he just, he just was like this the whole time. And like, I don't think he knew what to do. And, and I'm praying for her and I'm like expecting for her to get up. And uh, and she, I don't know if she got up or not. Wow. Uh, but she didn't get up in a moment and I kept on running. So I had a lot of failures. But I love God more than I love hating the failure. If that yeah. Makes sense. yeah. Absolutely. Talk, talk about even even in his story. In, in your book, you talk about um, not seeing it right away. Because mm. I think it's in the Bible. You, yeah. talk, you share that in, in, in your book, which mm -hmm. is great, by the way. Because I think so many of us are like... I don't know. If, do we try to force it, or share yeah. us one of your times where where maybe it didn't happen right away? Yeah, um, I'll never forget. Um, this is actually most recently. This was actually this past Easter. Um, on Easter, you know, isn't that what, where there's the most power during Easter? Uh, <laughs> I guess if you're, part, if you're part of my my denomination, <laughs> if you're part of my organization and network thing, yeah. <laughs> no, um, only for the Catholics, but um, but <laughs> don't be don't be dissing my kids. I thought this is the cats, <laughs> my boys. But um, it was on Easter Sunday, and you know, Easter Sunday is the most every church is pack packed, right? So it was no different at our church. We, we were packed, packed. But I said to myself, I said, okay, we're going to have a lot of people who don't even know Jesus here. It's beautiful. I said, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm not going to preach my deep revelation. I'm going to preach the revelation of revelations, Jesus. Come on. And I said, after service, I'm going to heal the freaking sick. Wait, hold on. Uh, take the roof off the gospel. What is the gospel? What is that? It's basically the death, burial, resurrection, the coming of Jesus, like who Jesus is and what he came to do. 
Awesome. Simple as that. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, you're going to heal people. I, I'm bro. I'm like, I'm going to work miracles today. Like, <laughs> <Come on now. laughs> like I fasted the day before and I wait, was wait, like, the fun fasting. What yeah, is that? The fasting is when you abstain from food, or take the roof um, off fasting. abstain from food. Uh, really it's to discipline, discipline your flesh and open the door for more of God. And so I'm like in it, I'm praying in tongues for hours. Like I'm just ready for healing, you know? And you know what? I preach hard. People get saved. Like the altar was packed. Like, but isn't salvation healing? Sal- healing is a part of the salvation package. Mm-hmm. But people gave their life, let me clarify, people gave their life to Jesus. Mm. Um, people were coming up to people were rededicating their lives to Jesus. And the altar was packed. And I was so excited. I did my job. I said, now I'm going to show all these people the power <laughs> of God. You know? <laughs> and so I started laying hands. Did you drop kick anybody? Huh? Did you drop kick anybody? I tried. Did, did you punch anybody in the gut? I yeah. wanted to. Now, the lady. Yes. So this lady, she just FaceTimes her sister. She bring, um, Wait, she got her back healed. Yeah, she, she, the lady, she had gotten her back healed. And so she was so excited about getting her back healed. She FaceTimed her sister who was blind. And she had more faith than I did, honestly. And so she FaceTimes her sister who's blind, brings the, fa- the camera, the phone up to the front and puts it in front of me. And like, she's blind in one eye. Can you pray for her? And I look for a moment at the woman. She's just sitting there looking and believing God. Uh-huh. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me. He says, go get one of your rags that you've prayed over. And I said, okay. So I sent one of my guys in my office, go get my rag that I prayed over. And I take, and the Holy Spirit says, take the rag on the FaceTime. Take the rag on the FaceTime and um, wipe her eye down on the screen. Just wipe her eye with the rag. On the iPhone. On the iPhone. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, and, I, and I try to explain to the church, you know, Paul used hankies to get people healed. So, so wait, you, you heard this? Yeah, I heard this from the Lord. No, no, was this audible? You saw it visually? Because I love how you talk about this in your book. Like, break, break this down for us now. So I— Like, you also talk about, like, the, I don't know, the eye thing. Mm-hmm. You talk about, I'm telling you, read this book. So I, um, I more so—I saw it in my mind's eye. There it is. That's what you talk about. Mm-hmm. Explain, break that down, because that okay. was really good. So a lot of times people like 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 what is hearing God sound like? What is you know? I had a vision. There are different kinds of visions. There are inner visions. There are outer visions, and there are, um, like imaginations. Yeah, like like it almost feels like your imagination. Okay, but God is talking through your conscience. He's talking through your heart. Mm. Come on. Um, the Bible says in Acts that He has redeemed the heart, mm. and so He speaks through your heart. He doesn't have to speak audibly all the time. Um, David said, "My heart says of you." Seek his face. So David was recalling a time where God spoke to his heart, Mm. not audibly, to seek God's face, you know, Um, is when he speaks to your spirit, man. It may not be audible, but it's very much so real. So I saw in my heart, in my mind, me taking my rag and wiping her eye down. Gotcha. Um, And so I just obeyed what I heard, and I knew it was the Lord. So I wipe her eye down, and nothing happens. Oh, She goes back to her seat. And everything's great. I mean, but it kind of like it was like a buzzkill because it yeah. was like all these miracles. Right. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's about to happen," because <laughs> we were in a flow. You know, we were in a yeah, flow. Yeah. And it's like it's about to happen, and nothing happens. And I said, "All right, well, God bless you all. Thank you for coming to Nova Hub Church. <laughs> Happy Easter." And I was kind of bummed, but I, you know, I said it, it happens. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I obeyed Holy Spirit. That's it. The next day, I'm in my office. 
my staff, they're like doing something in the church and they come in and they're like, like the lady, she just contacted us. The lady whose sister, she, her sister, she woke up this morning seeing, she woke up this morning seeing my out of her gosh. eye and the lady got healed and she could see out of her eye. That's and beautiful. the doctors said she shouldn't be seeing out of her eye. They don't even know how she's seeing out of it. That is amazing. And she got healed. So. That is beautiful. Yeah. What'd you do? Did you do a holy praise dance or what? You know what? I was like, but man, where do people? I was like, I expect. I, I was like, we expect these things. Yeah, so we're happy, and we expect them. That's but your God. obedience there, I think that is that is that that's beautiful. Like even what you're saying, how you, you saw it with the what do you call it? The uh, with my mind's eye, eye. the mind's eye, because you talk about that in your book, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Because I think so many of us. We get those moments and we just quickly go, it's my imagination, it's my, sure. da, it's my, you know, and where you have obviously trained it to where, you know, that's God, that's God, that's mm-hmm. God. How, how do you develop that? That's right. Experiment. How, oh, say that to the camera. Experiment with God. That's good, Jordan. Okay, and then take the roof off experiment. Like, what does that look like? Like, go mess up, go get messy. Yeah. Go mess up, go look dumb. Go Come look on. like a fool. Jordan. Come, Come on. on. We need to hear Go that. Go look like a fool. It's okay. Um, you, the greatest healing ministers, the greatest deliverance guys, the greatest prophetic guys all have to look dumb for a moment. That's beautiful. You got to look like you missed it. And sometimes you just got to miss it because you got to find out what God sounds like to you. Come on. And so there's nothing wrong with that experimental phase. Now, now it's all about how you present yourself. Don't present yourself as, as the next Benny Hinn. <laughs> when you're just finding out what the voice of God sounds like and what healing looks like. Right, right, right. But now I can very much so guarantee if I have a healing service that there will be miracles and people will, you know, experience physical, tangible healing mm. because I've experimented with God enough that now we have this relational thing going on where right. I trust him to show up to my services in this manner right. because I've dug a well there. I've tapped into a realm. I've it's tapped beautiful. into a Your place. Your faith is, and you talked about that, where their faith is, that's where the miraculous is. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Where you have that, I guess, the trust where you know. Mm-hmm. I think Pretty it good. was like, like Graham Cookie talks about it where it's like, I no longer believe God loves me. I know he loves me. Yeah. It's like, I, I no longer believe, like kind of you, hearing you, it's like, you no longer believe in miracles. I know there's miracles. Right. I see that on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can honestly look at you and go, I see that on it's you. Shoot. Like, it's not a debate now. It's like, I know. It's like, right. if we were to go outside, you'd be like, it's dark outside. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, you know, 10 o'clock at night. So, you know. It's common it's sense now. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually looked up the word faith and uh, in the Greek word for it is pistis. Pistis, yeah. Yeah, right. And I've I heard people talk about pistis all the time i never actually went and looked at it myself and it means direct convincing from god mm, and good. that hit home and i looked up convincing because he's got to do it. it you know and convincing means persuasion mm. you know so direct persuasion from god or direct convincing from god wow and so now we're like when i think about faith i'm like god what do you want to convince me of today that's you know, good. I'm like, what do you want to do? And I was on a run and this hill was steep as heck. And, and I was like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk this hill. It's really, really steep. And he was like, uh, ask me, ask me a question. And I was like, God, like, what do you want to convince me of right now? And he was like, are you convinced you can run this hill? And I was like, no. And he was like, but if you tell me, I'll do it. I crushed that hill. Like mm-hmm. I ran it nonstop the whole way. Yeah. No throw up, no heaving. My heart rate was like 200. Like it was really, really high. And it was my fastest time ever. Yeah. You know, but like. I feel like there's so much power in faith, like the direct convincing from God. Absolutely. Even hearing, if I were to take what you just said and you, what you just said, like the, the, uh, the faith and the convincing, it takes a hill. Yeah. It takes a, an uncomfortable moment. It Mm -hmm. does. It doesn't come from a, uh, I feel 
you know, this this looks easy. I feel, you know what I mean? Right. It yeah. takes, I think it, you need both things. You one need the, the hill things, and what you just said. One of the things my grandma always taught me, I, I, I love quoting my grandmother. My grandmother's the one who raised me in Jesus. Um, she always talked about you. Sometimes you have to labor to enter into a rest. Mm. Wow. Talk and about so, that. And so like, whether it's with your prayer life, whether it's like experiencing the presence of God, whether it's working miracles, sometimes you have to labor and plow into a place to enter into the rest of that said place. Mm. So in other words, when I first begin to work miracles, I may not get them all in the first time. I may not see all of them get healed. Um, but I keep plowing into that area until I've convinced myself until or the fruit has convinced me that this is possible. And now I'm resting in this realm. It's I'm really resting in this prevalent thought is that makes sense really good, yeah and so so what you're saying like, even like hearing you it's like most people they don't dredge long enough mm-hmm. where they can remain right right they haven't they haven't they instead of building a well they built a little fish tank right <laughs> it's american <laughs> can't sustain too. it yeah you know well mm-hmm. you're definitely right uh all i think about now is john 12 23 i've just been in there the whole time you know but it's like unless a grain of wheat goes into the ground and dies yeah it won't produce a harvest and it'll be alone. Mm. Like that just hit home for me where it's like we even even like if we take your analogy of the well and it literally we have to go and die bits at a time. You know, like our time has to die. Oh, like yeah. I'm going to dedicate three hours to dig this well. So in those three hours, my my inconvenience needs to die. Being comfortable That's needs to good. die. My there hands need to die. I got to produce calluses in my hand. Yeah. And so it takes a matter of a part of us dying in order to produce a multitude. Yeah. But I love the part of like you won't be alone mm. because you know if you're with God or not, depending on how lonely you feel. Right. And I'm sure you never feel lonely when you're praying for people, right? Not when I'm. Uh, he's right there. He's right know? there. Yeah. That's beautiful. But when you first started out, you had to build that, right? Absolutely. Like God, I hope this works. It's terrifying. <laughs> I would tell you, it's terrifying. Yeah, thank you. Like, it's it's scary because you don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna back you up. Gosh. But also, you have to get convince yourself that if they don't get healed, it's not your fault. Yeah, it's actually really good. Because it's not even on you. Yeah. It's not on you. You're simply being obedient to what he told you to do. That's yeah. really good. He said in Mark, go lay hands on the sick. Yeah. yeah. He said, go do it. So I'm simply just being in obedience, mm. you know? That's good. And if it doesn't happen, like, okay, I'm not going to take blame for it. I'm just going to keep doing what he told me to do. It's so good. Jim. Yeah. Even hearing awesome. you, I think we could all agree. I mean, what I realized in even going out for praying for people, if I do get hurt, it might be because I'm about me. And you got to die. Because mm. if you're about you... Mm-hmm. You're going to get hurt. That's right. Eventually you will because it's yeah, about right. you. Where right. I know for me, like when I first started going out and praying, this is back when you were 15 and I would go with Pastor Dave, uh, no one would say yes to me. Oh, I was okay. like, every, for three months, everyone was like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, Pastor Dave and all these people are laying hands. I'm like, I can't even get a yes. Like, do I smell? <laughs> do I? But it was something God was, te- like you said, God will use it. Mm-hmm. He had to get rid of me. Come on. Yeah. So it was interesting when the first person said yes, dude. I don't even know what I prayed. I was just happy they said yes. I was like, in Jesus' name, da da da. You know, I had I didn't even You're care so about the happy. prayer. It's beautiful, but it was just like, but even then, like he had to grow me. Like, buddy, it's not you, mm-hmm. man. What a good father. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's like, and like you said, you, it, how he does it with all of us is going to be different, and mm-hmm. we each have to experiment. Yeah. And, you know, I think we, we, we would all love to imitate Smith Wigglesworth and just Absolutely. start throwing bodies against the wall. Bunch and I know people. I've had dreams of that, right. and, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I think I, even hearing your book, I love your book. Um, I'm telling once again, Ralph's Emanuel. Um, 
and something that we all believe he did say greater works. Yeah. And I know you believe that. Yeah. And I know you're going after it. Um, one thing I have to ask you, where we have to end here soon. Will you come back, by the way? I would love to come oh, back. Okay, good, oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I said, man, we, don't, we need to talk about more stuff. I'm coming back. <laughs> We're going to have you back. <laughs> five minutes, yeah, five um, minutes. But uh, um, just for people that are even thinking about praying, is there something you could pray us into or just activate someone? For someone that's going to watch yeah. this, what's something yeah. you could say to them? Because you know, I don't know who's going to watch this. Right. Well, but, if you if you, if you you stay through this whole thing, it's obviously that you have um, – an inclination towards healing and miracles and towards the supernatural. Um, and one of the things I just made a weird noise on the mic. So that's you're good. good. Yeah. <laughs> no roof, buddy. No roof. We make noises. So, <laughs> I've burped in the mic a few times. Um, <laughs> but um, one of the things that I want to, um, that happens to me everywhere I go, whenever I talk about this stuff, um, God has equipped me not to just talk about it, but to demonstrate it, but also to impart it. Um, and cause like, we're, I'm, not, I'm not the only, I'm not the only guy like yeah. we're all supposed to be doing this stuff. You Come know? on. And so, um, I can, I'll just, I'll pray usually and people will begin to experience the tangible presence of God, but it's a sign that he's given them the gift. Now what agitates me as somebody who imparts gifts to, to other people is they'll have the encounter. They'll have the touch and I'm like, okay, I received the gift, but they never go. And Come do the on. stuff now. Yeah. So, like, I can pray here, but, like, it's really up to you to, like, go now and... Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Go experiment. But just know that you've been fully empowered. That's right. That's good, That's Jordan. You know? Yeah, I love that. That's actually really good. So you've invited us, if you're watching, to go play. Come on. If you stayed through this whole thing, he's invited you to go play with the Father. Go experiment. Do it. Yeah. Come on. That's good. Yeah. Jordan, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Man, this was a blast. Uh, I'm... I'm going to stop by Walmart on the way home. <laughs> we always find good people. But, but, at but no, even like you, you've convicted me, mm. where it's like even to the point where I've gotten comfortable, and I need to dig a well. Oh. I need to dig a well. Oh. Right? You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Because I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to rewatch this. Right. I'm hungry for this. And you know, there's nothing wrong with playing in safe places. Come on. So, and where it's like the way I got my faith up. Now, people said this is training wheels. I needed training wheels because I just was too afraid to scab my knee up. Like, That's right. Yeah. And so, um, there's nothing wrong with safe, in, in being in safe places. Now, I'm gonna tell you something. This is gonna sound like I'm gonna really, really bother some people with this. That's okay. That's care. what the no roof is about. Um, That's what the if point you want to move in miracles, but your church is like nah to miracles and non to healing, and you feel like this is a call. I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna be really dangerous. You need to go find another church because you need to be in an environment that cultivates that in you. Um, and so that let that be to you, to those who are trying to change your church. Because here's the thing: you cannot take your church somewhere where your pastor doesn't want to go. You're out of order. Wow. Um, and so the head doesn't want to go there you can't take the church there and so you need to find a place like living faith like a nova hub different places where healing is said yes to but practiced actively come on you know and so you can be put in a safe environment where it says hey your first first step may not be going on the street it may be like hey your brother in christ has shoulder pain how about you try praying for it here headache and we both believe here so you can practice the gift here Good and once Jordan. you get the confidence, you can go out there and awesome. you can be even moving more bodacious faith once you get out there. And so, That's awesome. That's really beautiful. Jordan, thank you so much yes, for thank coming. You. We love you. I want you back yes. five more times. We're tearing the roof off deliverance next time. <laughs> Supernatural. Oh, wow. Tearing the roof off uh, church. Prophetic. Oh, yeah, the prophetic. Um, but yeah, um, Jordan, it. thank you for coming. Once again, uh, Rafa's manual. I, like I said, I read it over break. Um, 
How did you feel about writing the book? Yeah, I was going to ask you, were you scared? Ever? Yeah, were you scared? Absolutely. Um, because, one, everyone knows me as a miracle guy, hmm. but they don't know me as a miracle educator. Everyone knows me as a prophetic guy and a prophetic educator, but no one really knows me as a healing educator. Right, right, right. Also, I don't see a lot of literature on training people on, writing, on, on how to move in miracles. Mm. And, like, I was having a hard time, So, but I just stepped out in faith. Beautiful. And the testimonies that I've received from people who are now healing. This one guy, he healed himself. That's awesome. Hey. Through reading the book. Like, I've see, received crazy testimonies yeah. of people who are now empowered. Bro, that's a beautiful man. To go work that. miracles. Now, like, would amazing. you consider yourself an author or a writer? Someone had to remind me that I had to put that in my bio because I forgot that I was an author. Okay. That's so cute. Because, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I found a thing where I think you you made a mistake. All right. And I told Nate this. And I was like, he left something out. In Faith Declarations, page 14, you say this. When preparing to minister to the sick, it is important to create an atmosphere of faith and expectation through the use of your and there's a period there. Oh, wow. And I was like, <gasps> what, what is was it? it? What's the answer? <laughs> that might just be a typo, honestly. Okay. Well, uh, we're actually going to stop there. Okay. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. If we're you guys want to know what else happened, Joe won't answer that. We'll, I just we'll want to know the what's there. Sorry, guys. We're going to say that. Gotta go. <laughs> but honestly. giving us the wave off. Oh, we're getting the wave off? Yeah. All right. But anyways, dude, thank you so much for writing this. Because once again, this has awakened something to me that I need to be doing. And the church needs this in America. Yes. Mm-hmm. So any last words, Choo Choo? No, that's it. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment if any of this touched your heart. Yes, and please. please reach out to us if you have any more questions. We love you so much. Thanks for watching the No Roof Podcast. We love you.